What's up, man? Can someone tell me what the sound is like, whether it sucks or whether it's good? Um, if it's good, then just let me know quickly. Nice. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, so I'll just quickly post the link um, on Instagram and then we're ready to go. We have lots of very nice questions, you know, so really got a lot of questions from you guys and we're going to go through each and every one of them. Uh, give me a second. Okay. <clears throat> okay, fixed. Um, all right, Sharia, hello. Good to meet you. Sounds sound is crisp. That's good. Um, I hope the sound is still good. Um, Dio already has a question, and um, I'm and we're going to go. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the questions that I got on Instagram, but also you guys that are live right now. You can send uh, your questions here in the chat and I'll try to answer most of them. Um, and let me start with um, let me start with a couple of very quick questions that you sent me via Instagram, you know, and um, it will be easy to put a check mark to some of them. OK, so the um, first question was, where do I get my shirts? Where do I get my suit, my shoes and stuff like that? Uh, I assume in the business context. And um, so where do I get that from? At the beginning of my career, I mostly got it from Hugo Boss because I found that they have uh, stuff that fits me really well. You know, it usually is a bit um, more toned, a bit more muscle fit kind of. Um, but, uh, later on I tailored all of that stuff and I'm not like, I, I don't like to pay so much money for tailoring my, my, my stuff, you know? So in Germany you would pay a couple of thousand bucks for getting a tailored suit. So, um, what I do is I tailor them in Shanghai where I also happen to live right now. So, um, over there, the price you pay for getting a tailored suit will be around 100 to 200 euro, depending on whether it's a two-piece, a three-piece, and how sophisticated you want it to be, you know, what kind of special stuff you want to have on your suit. So that's super cheap, man, and it really, like, it's perfect, you know, and I meet uh, businessmen there uh, always when I go there, you know, like American guys who like build a career for themselves, some of them 40, 50 years old, and they also get their suits over there. So it's really, um, you know, it's a nice way to save some bucks, but have crispy looking suits and wear them on a daily basis. Um, okay, another quick question that I got uh, on Instagram was, I do VC. How do I, so what's my stable cash flow in order to sustain myself? So usually, so for me, I have a couple of income sources and um, I, I can do like a whole video on, on that, you know, to reveal some of them and give you, give you insights on how I 
uh, or what I did throughout the last five, six years to build income for myself. Um, usually for VC, how it works is you will, um, you will not only gain money when you invest in the right startups, right? Which is what you hope for. And I agree that will take, um, that will take years, you know, to get that money because you invest and then maybe five years later, eight years later, the startup, you have a liquidation event and then you make money with the startup that you invested in. But also how you make money is through a management fee. Okay. So if you have a fund, you will charge a management fee. Um, and that fee will usually cover your daily costs for, you know, having an office, having a secretary, um, you know, some little marketing or business development and things like that. So hope that the question is also answered. Now, uh, I already saw you send you give me some questions in the chat. Let me get back to you uh, on these questions and then we'll continue with a couple of Instagram questions. And uh, Dio was the first one to send any tips on what to do during my first year of university to prepare for management consulting in terms of spring weeks and other stuff I should prepare, etc. Okay, so you're obviously super young. Uh, that's great, you know, and uh, when I was as young as you, I didn't have the plan to get into management consulting. So you definitely have an advantage over all the other people who uh, started university on don't, and don't have that clear goal yet. That being said, what you can do is try to get either into a, um, so the best thing would be to get into a small boutique management consulting firm, you know, for an internship or even a working student role. And that will usually be something that's feasible, you know, because those smaller firms, they are more flexible. Um, I suggest just talking to the HR persons, talking to a partner or someone, grabbing a coffee with them and figuring out, hey, how can I help you guys? You know, can I maybe come two times a week and help you sorting out some documents or something like that? You know, look for those, um, for those kind of opportunities. Um, and if that's not possible, you know, if, if you say, oh, it's too difficult to get into this, into a management consulting firm, then into a small management consulting firm, then what you can try is accounting firms, you know, or taxation firms, anything in that uh, domain that teaches you how to deal with finances, how to deal with uh, balance sheets. And that will be a good kind of first step to then, you know, maybe go to a big four, then go to a bigger tier two, three um, strategy consulting firm, and then ending up with a top tier strategy consulting firm at the end of your studies. Um, hope that's good. If it's good, give me a thumbs up, please. Dio. Um, interesting name, by the way. Is a master's in project management an apt degree if I want to enter the industry as an analyst? Yeah, so that was a question I'm I'm getting super often, guys. You know, so hey, can I? I also got a question by E. Lisman. What master is recommended for a career in consulting? You know, and can you get into consulting with a chemistry degree from a UK university? Guys, consulting is not is not like you need to study this one thing and then you get then you have the best chances to make it as a strategy consultant. 
those consulting firms nowadays, they are super open to taking people from different domains. Because why? They too realize that they are working on um, projects in the medical fields, in the biology fields, in the steel industry, in the startup tech industry, in all those different industries. And they need experts and consultants that they can staff on each of these projects. So actually consulting firms will embrace diversity. They will look for people who have a medical background. They will look for people that, you know, studied chemistry, biology, maths, physics. Those are all great backgrounds. And then, yes, in the end, you have a um, majority of people who work in consulting firms have a business background, so classical business administration or economics background. But the reason for that is not that they prefer people with a business background. The reason is simply that, you know, it's kind of correlation causation. People who study business in the first place are the ones who are interested in going into these kinds of careers, you know, investment banking, consulting, private equity, venture capital. And then like if you study medicine, you probably don't plan to be a consultant, at least in most of the times, you know, because you study for a long time um, and business is kind of the quick thing you do it for three years then you have your bachelor's degree and in theory you're ready to roll with McKinsey and and the likes you know so um, don't worry about what's the perfect thing to study what I always suggest is really think about what do you want to study and if you don't have this one thing where you say that's the number one thing I want to study you know then at least think about what's going to be the least painful, you know, that's a little bit, uh, that's, that's a little bit what I see with a lot of my friends who say, you know, like, we didn't really want to study business, but it was the quickest thing, and it was kind of interesting, so, you know, that's the one I'm rolling with. All right, um... Yes, please make a video on what you did for the last five years. <laughs> I did a lot of things, you know, that's going to be a long video. But uh, I'll, uh, I'll try to do that, you know. Um, how old are you? Personal question. Can you send me a couple of suggestions in the chat? What do you guys think? How old am I? Any tips on how not to screw up your MBB internships? Okay, so as long as you try to figure out my age, I'm very interested in how you judge my age. Although, I mean, it's pretty obvious. You can look it up on uh, on LinkedIn, I think. If you do the math, you will find out. Um, but uh, any tips on how not to screw up your MBB internship? That's an interesting one. So a couple of things. Um, first of all, for the first couple of days, go slow, okay? Many people arrive at these top coveted institutions and they think they need to immediately go 110%. It's not like that. Everybody knows this is the beginning. You have no experience. You don't know the people. You don't know the culture. So take it easy because if you don't, the big risk you face is that you do a big mistake, you know, and also mistakes are okay. Um, like if you do a mistake, if you screw up once, that's all right. Um, but the risk is 
significantly higher at the beginning, you know? So take it easy. Take one or two weeks to observe, see what people are doing, how they are behaving, how they are communicating with each other. And then slowly, you know, but not too slowly because you also don't want to take the whole internship to warm up. Um, start getting more active, doing bolder things, you know, so on top of this analysis that you requested me to do, I felt free to also do this. And um, secondly, during that phase, ask a lot of questions, you know, so nobody is ever going to judge you if you ask questions during your first, during the whole internship, basically, you know, unless it's a two-year internship, but for the first couple of months, everybody knows you are clueless, you have not an idea. Yes, you come from a great university, you have good grades, you did a couple of nice internships and um, uh, and that's all fine. But still, like, you have no freaking clue how the business works, man. Like, let's not, let's not kid each other, right? So ask all the questions you have and all the questions will be answered, you know? Um, and then uh, lastly... You know, there, there are multiple things. We could do a, a full video on that. Um, but lastly, also figure out how you click with the people. You know, that's going to be important. And you want to... Uh, yes, you like one thing is working for a great brand, working for a top prestige, um, prestigious you know, a, a company. But the other thing is... Are you after that uh, after that internship or after that job? Uh, are you after that job going to have a network of people at this company that you can rely on? And if you work at a place that's super prestigious, but all the people there suck and you don't click with them, you don't build real friendships there, then um, you're probably going to get a good job based on this nice CV brand name, you know, that you have on your CV. Uh, but you don't, you will not have those long-lasting relationships that will accompany you throughout your whole career, throughout the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you know. That's what I liked about the biography of Stephen Schwartzman, the Blackstone guy, um, because you immediately saw how, uh, you see how he leveraged his whole network, you know, that he got from Yale, that he got from working at investment banks, and he had those those tier A contacts and network that he could rely on throughout his uh, whole career. So that's something to keep in mind, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, you got a, a couple of suggestions. How old am I? 27, you are 24, 29, 26, 25. 29, man, that's insulting, James. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm 26. Actually, I'm 26. Um, any tips? Is MBA necessary to get <clears throat> into big consulting firms? MBA is not necessary to get into big consulting firms. I don't have an MBA myself. Um, I recently got a job at AY as an intern in consulting and I want to work in the investment banking. I have a kind of if I'm an engineer. Uh, this one's difficult, to be honest. Um, I would say talk to people within the um, who have more to do with IB. And generally, like the, the rule of thumb is, it's easier to transfer from uh, investment banking to management consulting uh, 
than the other way around. Just in my personal experience, there are more people doing uh, IB to MC. Kevin G. Alta. We have a long-term uh, long fan in the chat. That's nice. Um, starting a career, what do you think of starting your career on the buy side? I think that's a great idea. Um, I mean, sell side or buy side, uh, both of these fields you will uh, dramatically like you will have a super steep learning curve and both of these fields actually are great uh, starting points to then you know pivot to other um, financial financial areas and build a career for yourself so I would say go with whatever is your personal preference and whatever like really you feel pulled towards to um, Merry Christmas, Anas. Raktim, is internships in finance helpful for consulting? Um, also a question I get very often. Is uh, an internship in this area helpful, in that area helpful? The rule is you need to have one, or if you want to play it like the ideal way, you should have one or two internships in the consulting space. And then anything else you do is fine. You know, you can have an internship with a, toy company with a startup with a uh, finance banking whatever you know uh, you just need to have those one or two internships at a consulting firm to show the consulting firm hey guys i'm not totally clueless i did that stuff already so can you please give me a job so that's fine i would even say it's a bonus so me personally i like to explore different areas and I think studies are perfect for that. You know, when else in your whole life will you have the possibility to look into so many different areas and then just like after two months or three months, you just go somewhere else? N never, you know, like it's only in your 20s during your studies when you have that chance. And for me personally, I, don't, I can't do that right now. How like it will look super stupid if I now quit uh, in Shanghai and I like, and I go to the European Central Bank, and then on the next, uh, after three months, I quit again, and I go back to the startup industry, and then I quit, and I go into a big chemical industry corporate. Like, can't do it, you know? But you can still do it. You are at this age, at this stage in your life, so perfect. Uh, Merry Christmas. Um, which books would you recommend? I would recommend to you to search on uh, YouTube, you know, let me recommend you something great. Search on YouTube, um, give me a second. Search books you must read as a young strategy consultant, okay? You can also just use, like search books management consulting and a very handsome looking young guy will pop up and will tell you all about what books you must read as a, a aspiring nascent management consultant um james there was just a joke man i'm not really insulted uh, but <laughs> thanks to, to uh, good to get your reasoning um 
can you make a video on how to get a consulting internship in Germany? So as a foreigner to get a consulting internship in Germany, what really helps if you speak the language, because many of the big consulting firms, not all of the presentations they, um, they create are going to be English, unfortunately. So for us, it, I would say it was 70% English and then 30%, let's say 25% German and then 5% even something else. You know, so I also built a Polish presentation in the past. So um, that's something to figure out with the HR persons at the respective firm. Is it possible to also work in Germany or in France or whatever, wherever at this specific firm if I don't speak the local language? And that's super different from firm to firm. Um, which sector in consulting gets paid the most? Um, I would say, so first of all, strange question, because in consulting, like if you refer to strategy consulting versus IT consulting, etc., of course, it's going to be management slash strategy consulting, right? Where you work really with the boards of companies to advise them on long-term uh, big strategic projects. Now within strategy consulting is like you don't really have an income gap between the consultants advising chemical companies versus medical companies versus whatever, you know? Um, so they're, 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 this is uh, pretty much the same. Um, <clears throat> How easy is it to do an office transfer? It's very easy. Um, office transfer within the same country are no problem at all. I did that basically on the, like, it took me 10 minutes to say, okay, I'm transferring from Frankfurt to Berlin. Office transfers internationally, and I think that's more interesting to everyone. Uh, office transfers internationally can sometimes be a little bit more um, difficult. Because, uh, of course, there needs to be um, free capacities in the country of destination uh, for you to transfer there. You know? So if you sit in Germany and you have the big dream to work in New York, at the uh, office in New York, then it might be that, so you, you will usually you will tell someone in HR, you'll tell them, hey, I want to do that transfer, and then it might take a couple of months for them to sort things out and to find like a vacant spot for you to transfer. Um, but then usually that's not a problem. For me, uh, I tried transferring in the past, like two years ago or so, to um, Shanghai, from Germany to Shanghai. And that, for example, was not possible at this stage because what they told me is your Mandarin is just not good enough. And in Shanghai, you really need to speak Mandarin. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense to work in consulting in Shanghai. And so what they told me is you can wait for another one or two years until you're a more senior consultant. And then what we will give you is someone who's a translator. So you will basically have a translator and uh, you will not need to speak fluent Mandarin. But to me, this was like, you know, I, I'd rather... Like I see myself somewhere else at this point. I said I see myself somewhere else in two years, so I don't want to do it uh, for that long anymore. And so I said that doesn't make any sense, you know. I have the dream to go into a different direction career-wise, so 
Um, I'm not going to stay here anymore. Are too many internships disadvantageous? I would say no. In most of the cases, no. If you only have shitty internships, then yes, that's not good. But if you do, if you have decent internships, you have can, you can have six, seven, eight of them. Never heard someone say that's too many internships. Um, most science, most PhDs will be. So, is it isn't disadvantageous to be older than thirty for offices to get into consulting? Um, no, I would say that's all right. If if it's more than that, like if you're approaching forty, yes, there comes a point where it becomes a bit disadvantageous and also for you it will be extremely strange to sit there you know 38 years of age and then you have like a guy on your team who's 24 who's the same uh, hierarchical level as you just might be strange to some people so that those are my two cents <clears throat> um Okay, and then lastly, how should I network at very prestigious institutions such as LSE or Cambridge to benefit myself throughout my career in the future? Um, first of all, be very proactive. So go out to people, seek out senior people. That's something I keep repeating. Um, seek out super senior people because as long as you're a student, they don't see you as a threat now that sounds stupid and if you want me to explain please leave a like <laughs> those senior people um, usually what will happen if someone like me approaches a very senior person and asks them hey you know can you kind of can you be my mentor or something like that um, they will somehow perceive me as competition because they see, oh, maybe it's a partner at another consulting firm and they see myself, oh, he's a junior consultant, you know, and he's, he's somehow in the same industry as me, so there might be competition. They are not thinking that, but subliminally, they are thinking that, you know. So in some cases, it gets more difficult to network when you're um, when you're more senior, when you're a higher age, than when you are a student, because as a student, what happens? You kind of you invoke this um, mentor instinct, you know. So even for me, if I get approached by someone who's you know still at school or just starting his university journey, you know, I get approached by this guy. I know, oh man, how cute. You know, he's just getting started, he has no clue, and there's kind of a mentor instinct within myself that tells me, you know, why not help this young, ambitious person, you know? So, that's something I did a lot, like, I, when I was a student, I randomly approached hedge fund managers and guys who did awesome things, and, sorry, with some of them I'm still in touch, and they are somehow you know my mentors you could call them so whenever there's big decisions in life i will call them and we'll have a beer with them and just ask them so those that's that would be one thing <clears throat> and then the second thing is do do start something 
in, during your studies. And this will, this will generate a natural pull of people that will gravitate towards you. So maybe it's just a meetup or something that you organize, you know. Or maybe it's a new student's initiative about a certain topic that you're passionate about. And just this, like the fact of, like the fact of you starting this thing will generate so many, such a nice network for yourself uh, that you will benefit from during the rest of your career. Um, let me take a couple of more questions from Instagram. Um, we covered a lot of them already. Uh, one important one is why I do look so handsome. And it's probably mostly genetics. One question um, that I've never discussed uh, that I can very quickly answer, what made you start a YouTube channel? Um, I think two things. First of all, it was just a random thought, you know, nobody, like, I was starting my consulting career and I thought, you know, why not let people know how, how this goes, you know, so it's fun. I was actually many, many, many years ago, like 10 years ago or so, I was doing YouTube and I was a beauty guru, if you believe it or not, you know, so I used to test, test different face masks and things like that and kind of tell people how to style their hair and things like that. And then at some point I stopped. It's, I was quite successful with that. So I was a YouTube partner and back then it was a special thing to be a YouTube partner. You know, nowadays it's more easy to become a YouTube partner and monetize your videos. Back then it was a special thing. But then at some point, you know, I probably got out of puberty and it wasn't really interesting to me anymore. So I stopped doing those videos. And uh, then, you know, and then I did management consulting and I thought, hey, man, you know, why not do that again? It's like, it's, it was just fun. I have the equipment, so <clears throat> let's go. Uh, and the second thing is, I do think that in today's day and age, it's important to build reach of some sort online. You know, so having an audience that follows you around um, social media, mostly social media, is uh, is important it gets more and more important and i see how important that is for example if, because now if i have some questions um, or i want a quick feedback from you guys i can just open my instagram i can do a survey and i get within you know within one hour i have a rather representative uh, survey result to uh, specific questions that i ask myself you know for example if i face decisions in my startup acceleration uh, business or something like that. So that's quite cool. Uh, of course, you can also <clears throat> make money with it. That's not really my focus right now. Um, but it's, uh, it's, of course, it's nice to have the possibility in the future. You know, like if I say, oh, like everything I do in Shanghai totally goes, crashes, you know, and I... Uh, totally crash and nothing works and I become a homeless person then yeah maybe I could try something to monetize social media a bit more um, yeah now um, someone asked about the average salary of an analyst uh, at the big firms also here I can recommend what's the name of the video 
The video is called My Salary as a Management Consultant, 2019 Consulting Salaries Guide. So if you just type Salary Management Consulting in YouTube, I have a freaking 36.27 minutes video about that, you know, so it's really, it's comparing basically different firms in different geographies, what do you earn there. Um, it's a very long video. I also got bad comments because it's such a long video and they told me just to spit out the numbers. But then that's, again, it's not how it works. You know, there's lots of valuable information inside that video. Trust me. Um, okay, and um, let's, let's take some more questions from you guys. If you like have very important questions, just repost them. Um, also, <clears throat> I don't like the fact that we just have five likes. So I, I'm not even sure whether those likes are important for anything um, in terms of YouTube KPIs. But I will not talk anymore if you don't leave a like right now. Nice, 15 likes, 70. Thank you so much. I feel very appreciated. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, it's very nice. Um, okay, let me let me search through the comments. Uh, is it easy to switch to management consulting if you join in investment banking after your bachelor's? Yes, it's it's quite it's quite. Um, quite easy to do because um, if you if you work in banking uh, you people from management consulting immediately know okay this guy knows his shit in terms of finance you know and that's actually something management consulting firms like to see that you are able to deal with numbers and then it just comes to seeing that you are also someone you can present in front of the client you know you're kind of sociable um, and you are able to think strategically, which some investment bankers are not able to do at those junior levels. You know, they are more like really deep into their Excel models. Uh, but usually it's uh, it's easier to switch from IB to MC than to from MC to IB. <sighs> what differentiates an average and top bucket performer in consulting? Uh also to that I want to <laughs> I want to make a suggestion, you know. It's a great video suggestion. Um average versus high performers in consulting and banking differences. How to perform high. So if you just type average management consulting uh or high performers in consulting or something like that, it will pop up, you know. Um, there's, because there's like, it's a rather long answer what, what differentiates average and top performers. Uh, but there's of course, uh, important things that differentiate those two, uh, types of persons. So just type average management consulting or top, uh, high performers in consulting and it will pop up. It was great to be in the career mentorship program, man. You guys don't want to miss the value Kevin gives. I'm now final round with one MBB and one big four firm. Anas, nice to hear from you, man. 
Uh, and really good to hear that uh, your career is progressing. Keep me updated. So I think you have my uh, WhatsApp. So just send me a message how it's going. Um, is it possible to switch from AT Carney to McKinsey at a junior level? Yes, it's very much possible. In fact, maybe now is the right time to make a big announcement. I'm going to be starting with a friend of mine uh, who worked at McKinsey for 10 years and then led a SME in Bavaria for 10 years and now he's, um, now <clears throat> he's doing something with me. Um, as well as David Döble, who I already had on the channel a couple of times. Uh, he's, he's doing a YouTube channel about career consulting and stuff like that. We are starting an initiative, a coaching program, where we want to help people from, tier, from lower tier consulting firms to get to top tier consulting firms. Um, and this is still pretty early, so... I don't uh, like it's uh, it's not fully set up yet, um, but definitely there will be a, a structured uh, coaching um, program that we will offer um, in order to break from lower tier firms to higher tier firms because there's something you need to take care of. Um, and uh, so th to answer the question, yes, it's, it's totally possible to go from AT Carney to McKinsey if you play your cards right. MBA is not necessary to be a consultant. <clears throat> M&A service. So if it comes to uh, the German market, for example, or let's say European market, Roland Berger in M&A is really good um, because you mentioned LEK and RB. So RB definitely has a super great M&A practice. I also did a couple of M&A cases and... They were super high profile and super fun. Um, and then, yeah, from a sing. So some people do ask me, hey, you know, um, am I ready for management consulting? I studied this and that or I have this and that job. I'm not sure if I'm ready. Should I apply for consulting? Guys, just try, you know, you can't lose. Like try applying for a job and if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. Then you do the other thing, you know, then you just continue with your industry job or you then apply for an MBA and then during your MBA, you do a consulting MBA internship and then after your MBA, you do consulting. But maybe... Um, maybe option two, you apply and you get a job. Perfect, man. Congratulations. You didn't lose time. You didn't have to do an MBA. You didn't have to do any other studies or anything else that you don't want to do. So perfect. You know, the thing is just take some risks. Just try, prepare yourself ideally uh, as well as possible and then just go for it. Any advice for how to get promotions faster in big four consulting? Work your butt off what Arnold Schwarzenegger would say and I would totally agree with him um, no but this also is a topic that's pretty wide-ranging we shall discuss it in one of the upcoming videos although let me give me give you a quick rundown okay um, 
so <clears throat> the number one rule is if you want to get promoted perform as well as the next step in your promotion schedule so if i want to be promoted if, if i'm a consultant and i want to be promoted to senior consultant i should perform right now the way a senior consultant would pr perform and in fact many of the firms they will have um, like they, they have very long evaluation um, uh, systems and uh, questions where kind of they rank you on different parameters and the goal for you is as a consultant to rank on all parameters the same way as a young senior consultant would rank or if you're a senior consultant you shall rank on these parameters the way a project manager ranks and that way you're ready for the next step, right? You say, ah, oh, this guy, he's a consultant, but he's basically doing all the things the way a senior consultant would do them. So let's promote him, you know? So he's ready for the next step. Um, now, uh, it's difficult to get into more detail, but these parameters, that those will be things concerning your hard skills. So how do you, uh, like, how do you deal with Excel? How do you do with calculations and analysis? Those will deal also with uh, within the hard skills with you know PowerPoint visualization, creativity when creating slides and visualizing stuff, but also of course with soft skills. So how do you present? How do you communicate? Are you someone who can like manage clients, client expectations, projects, etc. So uh, we will not go into depth here, but um, basically you know that's that's. That's the number one advice I would give you. Perform as the next step in your career would perform. <clears throat> yeah, this was a great way to get likes. Jason, you can post it, but if it's too specific, I'm not sure I can help. Mannheim or Frankfurt School? Mannheim. PowerPoint juice. <laughs> How many of you know these channels like Crazy Management Consultants, Consulting Humor, um, etc.? And do you like them? Let me know. That would be interesting. Also, like my favorite uh, Instagram cons uh, Instagram channel is not a consulting one, but it's called Litquidity. So like liquidity, but with a L-I-T and then quidity. It's freaking hilarious, man. And it's uh, it's really cool. Do you know it? Does someone know it? How do you combine fitness lifestyle with long working hours, long working days? Um, I would say you have to be extremely efficient. So if you want to, like me, if you want to really like give all your best in your consulting career, but also want to give all your best in your kind of fitness career, you don't want to do some half-assed workouts and then kind of continue looking the same for the next couple of years. Um, then you need to be extremely efficient. And that will mean that all the other things you do in life, um, 
they will need to take a step back. And that's just the reality. So something I did at some point was look at, like I do work a lot with my calendar. So I lock all the things in my calendar that I do throughout the day. And I then after one week took a look at this calendar and eliminated all things that were non-value adding, you know. So in the end, it will really be, you need to like identify those two or three things that you want to do. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe it's consulting, maybe it's fitness and building a passive income stream. Maybe it's consulting your boyfriend or girlfriend and uh, running or swimming. Maybe it's some other combination of three things. And then anything else that doesn't have anything to do with that, eliminate it. You know, be super disciplined about that, super focused. That's why I keep talking about focus so much. Because if you actually do work 70 or 80 hours a week, you need to focus. Otherwise, like, you know, otherwise it's not possible to pursue one or two other uh, domains in your life and get better at them. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I have so many, like so many comments. I can't, I can't keep up with that. Um, Crazy management consultants. Yeah, that's super funny, yeah? Crazy management consultants. I saw, I, I missed some questions. That's not fair. I know, it's just too much to read. I feel like I need my assistant right here to help me scan through all of these um, comments. Okay, um, move from Big Four Consulting to McKinsey as senior manager. What is the best way to approach that? Um, I would say at this level, you need to uh, rely on network. So really, uh, you know, get to know some people at those firms, uh, at McKinsey. Um, and you need someone who vouches for you. And then, of course, you also need to perform well during the application process. And this application process or the interview process is going to be a whole lot different than if you start as a junior, if you apply as a junior. But that, that's the way I would play this. <clears throat> so Jason has... Um, said that you sacrificed your youth because you worked a lot uh, in a car wash and in a local soup kitchen and stuff like that and now your GPA suffered um, and whether you're still able to study at a well-known university um, the thing is I assume you're still pretty young you know and
What? So, Jason, I mean, you have an Abitur of 1.9, man. That's totally not shitty. That's a great Abitur, and you can apply to lots of good universities. So, I wouldn't be stressed out about that, man. Just, uh, just apply to, like, you're maybe not going to get into University of Mannheim, but there's many universities, good universities in Germany and also abroad, like uh, in the Netherlands, um, like Maastricht, for example, they don't look at grades at all, I think. It's kind of like a random system or something they apply, not sure. But um, there's many, many options for you to study. So I would say don't do any, uh, do any non-common programs, <clears throat> but just try to now with a good Abitur of 1.9 to apply to a number of uh, great universities. And then it's more... What do you do during your time at the university that will then enable you to get the job of your dreams, you know? Um, but at this point, still everything is open. Even more so if you have this strong drive to get into... Sorry, I think you probably want to get into consulting, you know? If you know it now already, man, get a good mentor, I would suggest to you, you know? Try to... Convince someone to be your mentor. Hello and Merry Christmas. I want to do an internship at BCG and I study civil engineering. How do you fit in an internship where you work <laughs> with your studies? You don't fit it in. So if you do an internship at BCG, at McKinsey, at any other consulting firm, AT Carney, LEK or whatever, uh, you do that full time, like period. You can't fit it in... Um, you know, uh, so do it during your semester breaks or uh, second option, if you say your semester breaks are strange or too short or something else, do take a break. So take half a year of a break, do two or three internships during that time and then continue hustling. Huh? And, um, and then second option, you know, you can go as a working student. Tim, was ist mit Pfeife morgen jetzt? Bruder, ähm, ja, äh, ach scheiße, nee, morgen, morgen treffe ich mich mit ein paar Kollegen, deswegen leider morgen keine Pfeife, aber wir können gerne ähm, nochmal schreiben und Pfeife klären. Ähm, that, that being said, what did, I, what did I tell you? Second option is, you do, uh, you find a working student role, you know, so that's also possible. We had Uh, we had people working at our firm as working students and they used to come in after their studies. So usually they would come in like uh, in the afternoon and they would help with a couple of slides or something like that. So that's also possible at some firms. Um, hi, just joined the live chat. One of your first subscribers here. Good to have you here. Um, yeah. And is it possible, guys, to that I like send you something in the chat? Uh, no, right? Man, that's fucked up. Okay. Anyways. Um, anyways, I think my like count hasn't increased for the last 
10 minutes. That's a situation I can't tolerate. Um, so um, I strongly suggest you leave a like right now or I'm going to be, um, you know, very sad. It's a very sad situation we are in right now, you know, with uh, 42 people watching me but not liking. <laughs> 30 likes, yes. If anyone knows what these likes are good for, that would also be interesting, you know. Um... <laughs> uh, Basil, you have liked, but your question has not been answered. Um, the world is a dark and unfair place, but let me answer your question. How do you approach companies as a student and help them work with management, help them do work with management consulting at a, a junior level? So there are two options. Either you um, start a management consulting firm, like a boutique firm, like you are the firm, and then you basically need to write proposals, but you also need to know your stuff. So uh, you need to know how to consult firms on a strategic level. Um, or you apply for a, I would say, at your, uh, at your level, probably a mid-sized consulting firm and you work with them. Um, those would be the two options I would see. Um, does the Beijing government interfere with your VC deals in Shanghai? So the thing you guys need to uh, know about China is, yes, uh, government interferes with basically everything you do, right? So that's, the, that's just the nature of doing business in China. You need to take uh, government into account um, at all stages. The likes help you to get a better ranking on YouTube. YouTube rates your videos based on their engagement. Uh, it's even possible for you to appear on the front page. <sighs> Probably not going to happen though, huh? Um, and so China, uh, so the Chinese government plays a huge role when it comes to, um, when it comes to everything you do in terms of business in China, you know? So um, they will, for VC firms, they will not interfere with like single deals. But for example, what we do is um, there is a strategic plan that the Chinese government gave out where they mentioned a couple of verticals, industry verticals that they want to focus on, you know, like medical tech, education tech, and that they want to push. And those are also the, um, those are also the uh, verticals that we focus on as a firm um, to bring startups to China, you know, so maybe, maybe that's a hack, you know, you just need to keep an eye on what the government is doing and then business-wise you can very much um, profit from that. I also read a very nice answer on Quora on how to become a billionaire um, and, um, and the, the answer was how to become a billionaire uh, basically take a look at what the Chinese government wants to push right now, which is um, renewable energies. So there is a 
multiple billion dollar budget that they have put out that they want to invest over the next couple of years into renewable energy solutions. So now you have three options basically. First of all, you invest in like companies that are like renewable energy companies that are in China. Okay, so that's like, okay, you're not probably not going to be, get a billionaire through that, become a billionaire through that. A uh, second option is you uh, invest in companies that supply these renewable energy companies and that might be sitting, for example, in the US or in Europe. Okay, also nice option, but I doubt that you'll become a billionaire through this. But you can make good returns by following that strategy. Third option, you start a startup that solves some of those renewable energy uh, problems that they have in China. And that's a good option, you know. So if you do that, if you start a startup in the right verticals in China, um, it's super easy to get money. Like they take, they take the money and they throw it at you, you know. It's... Uh, then it's another question how to get the money out of China. There are heavy capital flow restrictions in China. So if I have 5 million US dollars in China and I try to get them out from there to Germany, not easy. Huh? It's super difficult. Um, yeah, but that's, that's my opinion on that. Little China rant. Okay, now we're getting more into the money topic, I see. Huh? Strategy to get from 100,000 to 200,000 or 300,000 of uh, salary. <clears throat> That's an interesting question, man. Because what we're talking about is right between incremental, where it's like, okay, you go from 100 to 120 or 130, um, and highly disruptive big step like from 100,000 to 5 million, you know. Um, <clears throat> so I would say there comes a point and this point is somewhere at 150 or 200,000 um, um, yearly uh, revenue uh, in Germany, you know. So the figures are obviously different in the US because I know I have many US viewers. Uh, where there is not those standard approaches to get to the next stage, um, there are though a couple of um, a couple of things that I would keep in mind. So, if you are stuck in a job where you know the next stages, the next career stages, I'm not going to take you from 100k to 300k, but the maximum is maybe it's capped at 150k or something like that. Um, you need to make a choice. Either you stay in that industry, at that company, and you build a side hustle, a side gig for yourself. And I can tell you what that could be uh, in a minute. Or uh, you switch industry and you do something else. You know, So you switch the firm, you switch the industry. And now um, the side hustle as well as so option a building the side hustle as well as option b leaving the industry for me there's one thing i would keep in mind with those things is you want to do something where you let the capital work for you so you don't want to do something where you like okay your side hustle is going to be uh, 
doing freelance work on Fiverr. Not gonna work. Huh? So you might maybe do 50k bucks or something there, but you will definitely not go to those uh, you know, stages where it's interesting for you um, from a monetary perspective. So you want to do something that's uh, where you let capital work for you. And now, of course, the easiest option for you is to become an investor, to start investing in uh, like a nice diversified portfolio. That's maybe like you would have to be very lucky to then generate enough enough money to be a successful enough investor to go from 100,000 to 300,000 of uh, yearly salary. <clears throat> but you can, um, but like following that trail of thought, if you uh, go for option B, so you switch the industry entirely, uh, you could go for departments or industries where maybe within your industry, you are the one who's taking care of the investments, you know, so maybe corporate development or a fund that's focused on the industry that you have expertise in you know let's assume you're from the from a medical background and then uh, and you have worked at a pharma in this pharma firm for like years and now you're earning 120k per year so you could very well think about going to a fund being an expert being a portfolio manager or something like that um and being able to participate in the upside of some of the deals. And then, yes, totally possible to go to 200,000 or 300,000 in salary. Um, that being said, what I said at the beginning is true still. Uh, this is a point where it becomes less kind of standard, you know. So I would say to, to the stage where you earn 100 or 150,000 euro per year, uh, careers uh, follow like a very st strict path, you know, and then <clears throat> you're approaching levels where you, you know, slowly getting into the partner territory, where you junior partner territory, where you slowly getting onto like boards, things like that. And here it's kind of, you know, there's not like the standardized way, okay, do this and then you will earn that. For me pers personally, it's really, um, and that's also one of the reasons, and that was, by the way, also a question I received on Instagram, why did I stop doing consulting? Because consulting, it's still people doing the work, and it's not scalable in that sense, right? It's a people's business. If you want to consult a super big company, and you want to like do like implement one initiative in that company, you will need three consultants who do that, like the brain power. If you want to, let's say, work on 10 initiatives in that company, either you need 10 times as long or you take 30 consultants instead of three consultants. So your head count increases um, with, your, um, with your work. So it's not scalable you don't have those uh, those scaling effects you know where you where your costs stay the same but your revenue just explodes magically and that's something you have when you work in finance um, I'm not a typical finance guy so I don't feel I, I worked at the Federal Bank of Germany um, I didn't feel super comfortable there so um, I picked a field where I think it's the best combination of really um, soft skills. 
So talking to people, networking, um, while still having that finance, those finance characteristics and that Witness Trees VC. You know, I get to talk to startup founders. I get to um, train my intuition as an investor, as someone who's looking at a startup and deciding is that a nice startup to work with or no. Um, while uh, while still you know not having to deep dive into super complicated Monte Carlo simulations um, on a daily basis, <laughs> um, and by the way, while doing this in probably one of the most exciting markets in the world right now, which is China, you know. Um, oh man, so this uh, life is really really long. I think we need to end it soon. Uh, let me take some more questions. What is the approximate time management consultant leaves work during the week? Usually between 9 and 1 in the night. Will depend. Um, is there often weekend work? Not that often, to be honest. Like maybe you would like open your laptop and do some work like two hours on a Saturday and three hours on a Sunday or something. But also that doesn't happen too often at most firms, but super firm dependent. How much can you have in savings if you work for BCG or McKinsey for 20 or 25 years? It's an interesting question, man. Uh, what I observed with many people that work in consulting, they don't really um, save that much because it's a lifestyle where like you live in super nice hotels and you eat at nice restaurants. So you also want to continue that lifestyle in your personal, in your private life, right? Like I was going to Michelin star restaurants and I was living at super fancy hotels. So there is kind of this um, temptation to then when you when you do your holidays to also go to super fancy hotels and then maybe when you are not on a business trip to also always take the taxi uh, instead of take the bike or the bus or the train. Um, so most consultants, in my opinion, they don't save that much, you know. But that being said, if you are like I always lived a very frugal lifestyle so i i believe that you are happiest if you live minimalistically you don't spend too much money on random stuff then you can save like per year you can save 50 60 percent of your um of your salary you know maybe even more like depending on how what your life lifestyle look like looks like and then just do the calculation you know you can watch my uh, video called my salary as a management consultant uh, just type salary and management consulting in the search bar on youtube and you will find um, kind of the the salary salary development from junior to partner level and then you can do the calculations you know if you always save let's say 60% per year you might you you know you end up with a couple of millions, um, but um, is it the most efficient way to build wealth? No, not at all. You know, so actually the return on investment, the, the ROI on becoming partner at a management consulting firm is pretty uh, pretty low. So it's not very attractive. There are many many in this, many many paths 
career paths that will have a better ROI. And that's the reason why many uh, consultants, after three years, they will leave. Uh, some of them, for example, to private equity, where then already the ROI is much higher. You know? By the way, private equity also a nice way to earn 250, 300k, um, you know, pertaining to the question that we talked about before. Um, okay, uh, w one more thing. So I, I'll take one or two more questions. But one more thing is we had this um, we had this contest. So I was giving away a free management consulting coaching. Um, now, two things. Um, I, I always do this periodically because I want to uh, somehow engage with you guys, you know. So uh, right now it's another another time uh, of the year where I will have a little bit more time. So I will take on a couple of um, coaching clients. Of course, that's something that costs money. So I don't do it for free. Um, but if you want, drop me an email or drop me a message on Instagram, YouTube, wherever, on LinkedIn. Um, and then we will we will see whether I can help you, you know, whether you are a case where I think, okay, that makes sense to coach and mentor you. Um, but one of these coachings I give away for free and the, um, the, the contest just ended and I randomly picked one person and that person that email address is nazikamanula at hotmail.com uh, I have no idea how to put that like how to type that in here so uh, or maybe I can type like this no okay so anyways uh, nazikamanula uh, I will like also like publish it on uh, on YouTube and then you can just please get in touch with me uh, send me a message and then we can uh, schedule a coaching and mentoring session nazikamanula at hotmail.com Anshuman yes I I know but uh, so this increases your chance. I think Nazi Kamanula even had like 40 points or something like that. So <clears throat> um, there's there there. I was quite surprised that actually a lot of people during the contest did like put a lot of effort into it to accumulate more points and increase the chances of winning. So of course, thank you for that. Um, and there will also be more contests in the future where I will give away uh, free uh, coachings. Most probably, uh, for now, uh, I'm giving away this one to nazikamanula at hotmail.com and I'll give away another three or four spots that are paid. So if you're interested, get in touch. Okay, uh, I would say, so this was a very nice round. I would say last question um, and then I'm going to head off. Um, can you please if so if you have a question that you really want to have answered please type it now plus please Scheiße. <laughs> next time and I'm um, vouching for you Anshuman next time should work 
and for small questions, of course, everybody knows that. Always feel free to just send me a message on LinkedIn or something. You know, it's like I also answer small questions uh, like this. You know. Um, okay, one more question. Also, let's please increase increase the li the, the the like count a bit. This is a, like an unbearable situation. We're sitting at 37 likes. That's nothing uh, like this is not significant at all. It's a disgrace for YouTube as well as for humanity. We still need one more like. Now that's a special kind of tea, um, like ginger honey tea. Uh, drink from time to time in winter. It's uh, it's a bit like it's healthy and it's energizing. You know, I really like it. Um, average salary of a person working for ten years at BCG or McKinsey. Um, at ten after ten years, if you're lucky, you're a partner, so you can make half a million up to three million uh, and more or less, depending on how many. Uh, how much revenue you pull for the firm. Are you half German, half Polish? Yes. What is your opinion on the high taxes in Germany and France? I hate them. That's one reason I really love uh, the taxes I pay in China, which are effectively 5 to 10%. And... Can I get into investment banking at a tier one bank when I study business IT? Yes, you can, but you need to have the relevant practical experience. It's not like this is not an obvious um, study subject that they will like they that they will have in their hiring profile that they look for. But it's totally possible if you have the right internship experience. Yes, 5 to 10%, even with progressive taxing. Everybody hit the like button. What's a decent GPA to get a consulting interview? How hard and how you work for? How much money do you make in a year, Kevin? All of it. No, so the the answer is I'm not going to give the exact answer, right? Because I feel this is I always feel these uh, these topics are a bit um, are a bit tricky. You know, you say the wrong number, people are either going to be 
disappointed or they are going to be jealous. And in, in either way, they are going to be judging you. Um, what we can do definitely is talk about my income streams in one of the next videos. That's something you guys have been asking me for a long time. So I'll definitely do that, you know, talk about some income streams and also give you some advice on how you can build income at a young age, starting at a young age and diversify your income. Because at least in my opinion, what you don't want to have is being uh, dependent on one employer, you know, who's paying you salary um, and then like if he decides to fire you, you don't have any money, any cash flow coming in monthly. So that's not something you want to do. So um, you can talk about that in one of the next videos. What's your favorite car? So I had a, a BMW M240, which is a super nice car. I really loved it. Um, it's kind of like the like an M2 light. Um, but my favorite car must be a Lambo. Maybe an Aventador, probably. What's your favorite car, guys? One boy. Yes, I am. I like Tesla, but I, uh, I like, to be honest, I like German cars more. Best book to learn and practice case studies. To be honest, don't rely on books, but do it in real life with real people because that's what's going to get you far. Nissan Skyline R34 V-Spec. Nice, man. Nissan Skyline is an awesome car. Porsche is the best. Porsche is pretty cool, yeah. I like it. And it's, uh, and it's a car that you can drive on a daily basis. So if I ever return to Germany... And I need a sporty car that you can like use on a daily basis. Um, then it must be a Porsche, you know. Um, Fiat Panda, <laughs> it's a fucking awesome car, man. Mercedes AMG, yeah, and um, yeah. financial freedom that's important you know um, and it can be achieved at a young age if you're creative and you just diversify yourself um, I am GGT I am GGT yes I am GGT Mercedes S63 AMG yeah also C63 AMG is pretty sick um, actually I was thinking about getting this one as a company car in the past what do you think of technology consultancy? It's good. I think it's a field that's growing. Uh, how chartered accountant can enter into management consulting? Um, uh, I think same way any other um, you know background can enter. As a chartered accountant, you have the uh, you know you have the advantage that you know your stuff in terms of consulting. Uh, yes, I will do a video about financial freedom and income sources, and that, my ladies and gentlemen is um, the end of this um, live session. So, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, for any other questions, feel free to... Um, uh, feel free to... 
Chinese girls <laughs> treating me very well. Uh, feel free to send me a message on Instagram or on LinkedIn. And um, now uh, I would appreciate a like if you liked this session. It was one hour, 20 minutes. Wow, I wasn't, wasn't planning on doing such a long live. Um, and I will see everyone in the next video in one week. And now I'm out. Bye-bye.